When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Franchise tag deadline has come and gone in the NFL. We saw six teams place the franchise tag on various players over the last two weeks. The Dallas Cowboys used one on running back Tony Pollard, the Jacksonville Jaguars, one on tight end Evan Ingram, Josh Jacobs, the Las Vegas Raiders, Saquon Barkley earlier today of the New York Giants. Last week, Deron Payne, the defensive tackle for the Washington Commanders. And the big one, Lamar Jackson has been franchise tagged by the Baltimore Ravens, but it is not the exclusive tag. It is the non-exclusive tag with a tender of 30 $32.4 million. You're listening to Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Nick Friedle sitting in for the guys on this Tuesday afternoon. Let's head out to Baltimore now for the news of the day, checking in with Jamison Hensley. He covers the Ravens for ESPN's NFL Nation. And Jamison, let's start with that tender itself. $32.4 million, the non-exclusive tag that will allow Lamar Jackson to negotiate with other teams. What does this tell you about where things stand between himself and the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, well, Courtney, I, I think we've kind of, over the last two days, it seemed like that was where the Ravens were leaning towards was the non-exclusive tag. And, and yeah, I mean, let's, let's be upfront about this. Uh, the Ravens were out at the scouting combine. Uh, I think they were obviously trying to see what the market value would be for Lamar Jackson if he would be available. And this, in that way, they could tell – what would be his interest uh, if he was a non-exclusive franchise player? And I think the Ravens feel, by putting the non-exclusive tag on him, one, that they feel either their last offer is the best offer Lamar Jackson's going to get, or two, they're willing to match any offer out there for Lamar Jackson. And maybe the third option from all of this is, Yes, if a team is willing to sign Lamar Jackson to an offer sheet, it's probably going to take more than two first-round picks. And and under the non-exclusive tag, if the Ravens refused to match the offer, all they would get would be two first-round picks as compensation. I don't think the Ravens would accept that as fair compensation for Lamar Jackson. So I think if a team truly wants Lamar Jackson, one, they have to get Lamar Jackson to sign him to an offer sheet. Two, I think they would have to offer the Ravens more than two first-round picks to make convince them to not match that offer sheet and let Lamar Jackson go to the other team. Jameson, there's been plenty of speculation about what Lamar wants and what it would take to get done, but you live this every day. <laughs> Do you believe that by placing this non-exclusive tag on him that Lamar Jackson may sit there now and say, you know what, I am done with this Ravens organization. I want out of here. Yeah, Nick, I mean, that, that's, that is kind of one of the risks of putting the non-exclusive tag. And because by putting the non-exclusive tag, it's $32 million. If they put the exclusive, it's $45 million. So basically, Lamar's already, if he was going to play under the tag, losing $13 million out of this. And so that obviously will not sit well with, with Lamar. And 
again, if he can't get what he wants out there in the open market and he has to play under this tag, I think it is very reasonable to ask, well, one, when does Lamar Jackson show up and report to the Ravens? And two, does he report to the Ravens? I mean, only one time over the last 25 years has a player did not play under the tag, sit out the whole season after being tagged. That was Le'Veon Bell back in 2018. But because of the circumstances and because, and I've been told this many, many times, if you try to predict what Lamar Jackson's going to do, you're going to end up looking foolish. So there's a strong possibility, I think, that he might say, hey, you know what, if I'm not going to get what I feel like I am worth this year, maybe one of the options for him is to sit out this year. Jamison Hensley covers the Ravens for ESPN's NFL Nation, joining us here on Canty and Carlin. So we saw right up at the time of the deadline, the New York Giants worked out a long-term deal, four years, $160 million with quarterback Daniel Jones. So that's $40 million a year that Jones yeah. is going to get after, frankly, one good season. And we know that Lamar <laughs> was a unanimous MVP in 2019. He has missed time, but he has been one of the better quarterbacks during the stretch. Does he get $40 million from somewhere else? When that offer sheet, when he's able to start negotiating with teams come Monday, do you anticipate somebody's going to give him that sort of deal that he can walk back to the Ravens with? And, and will the Ravens be willing to pay 40 if it comes to that? Yeah, and I mean, some of the teams that I think a lot of people expected to, to jump at the chance of getting Lamar Jackson, whether it was the Atlanta Falcons or the Carolina Panthers or the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, we're hearing, and you look along on social media, uh, a lot of the reporters that cover those teams are saying, no, those teams are not going to be interested. I think one team that maybe has not been mentioned as much that could be a factor is the Washington Commanders. And could they see the, the Baltimore Ravens, the team that's just up the interstate here, and say, hey, if they pull him down there, not only would he improve the team, but also the fan base, they could kind of steal some of that uh, coming down there. Uh, I think that's one team uh, that could be interested and make it intriguing. Uh, And again, it only takes one team to do that. And I will say that, and again, no one knows the exact negotiations and what have been done because Lamar doesn't have an agent. It's just Lamar Jackson and and Raymond General Manager Eric Acosta. Uh, But I'm pretty confident that the Ravens have made an offer that it's well well over $40 million per year. Uh, I think the big sticking point is the fully guaranteed deal. And if Lamar doesn't get that fully guaranteed deal, maybe the, he looks back and the Ravens deal is the best deal. So uh, we'll, have to go, we'll have to see and, 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 and go through the next couple of months. It'll be very interesting. Uh, but with the non-exclusive tag, it opens up a lot of questions and a lot of more opportunity for Lamar Jackson. We'll just see if it's a lot more interest or the same amount of interest as we expected him getting out there into the open market. Jameson, to follow up on your point, the longer this stretches out, the more uncertainty there is on both sides. What would plan B look like for Baltimore if Lamar Jackson finds a new football home? Yeah, and they only have two quarterbacks on on the roster. One is Tyler Huntley, a restricted free agent. Uh, He played okay at times last year. I think he is more of a seen here at the organization, more of a backup uh, than a true starting caliber quarterback uh, that could be the guy for the next few years. 
uh, I think then they would have to, if, if they realize that, you know, Lamar Jackson is not the, the, the option this year and they have to look in other directions. Uh, one, uh, they have the 22nd pick in the NFL draft. I don't know if that's going to be a, enough to get a quarterback that they could see and, and, and could be a, a plug-and-play starter uh, this year. They could go, and, and there's a lot of kind of stopgap starters out there. Uh, one is Baker Mayfield, uh, and the Ravens uh, hired a new offensive coordinator here in Todd Munkin. Uh, and back in 2019, he was the offensive coordinator for the Browns, had, you know, had some ties with uh, Baker Mayfield. Actually, Baker Mayfield had his most passing yards in a season with Munkin as his play caller. Could they look in that direction as well? But you know, the, the, the Ravens, one, they don't have a lot of draft capital with only five draft picks this year, so they can't really move up in the draft. And two, uh, even with Lamar Jackson, that, that non-exclusive tag, it's going to put $32 million on that salary cap. They don't have a lot of luxury uh, to go out and, and, and add a, a, a marquee quarterback. So, uh, again, I think the, the Ravens would like to see, uh, the, 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 you know, if they can get back, bring back Lamar Jackson. Uh, but, again, there's just a lot of uncertainty right now in Baltimore. Jameson, before we let you go, we're talking with Jameson Hensley, ESPN Ravens reporter here on Canty and Carlin. What does this do, the news of Lamar Jackson getting the non-exclusive franchise tag, potentially being on his way out from Baltimore? What does this do to the locker room? Because I go back to the Combine last week and the war of words that was exchanged uh, via social media with Eric DaCosta making the comments about drafting receivers and getting it wrong and then – Marquise Goodwin taking, you know, pretty much exception to that. And I I just don't understand, like, where, where are they right now in, in the situation with the receivers, with the overall, like, you know, roster? How, how do things stand knowing that Lamar Jackson might not be part of this team anymore? Yeah, I mean, Lamar Jackson is, 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 is a very popular figure in the Ravens locker room. And if, if you go in there and you see guys, they just naturally gravitate to Lamar. So, uh, again, this, this is a, a tough situation. And uh, going forward, uh, I know the Ravens will say, hey, if, if, if Lamar is if, – if, if he is still under, under the tag for the Ravens and does not show up, it's going to be a distraction for this team uh, when, they, when they have the off-season practices, when they have training camp. And so – this, the Ravens have been one of the most stable, respected organizations over the last two decades. Uh, but right now, they're in a tough spot uh, because they have their franchise quarterback, and by putting the non-exclusive tag, they basically have said, if another team wants them, come on, you know, here, here's your best shot, Adam. And that doesn't happen very often. So, uh, again, it, it, there's a lot of uncertainty, and I think it, nobody on social media as of yet, uh, any of the players, have kind of spoken out, but I'm sure they have talked amongst themselves uh, and are kind of wondering what's going to happen next with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. The name I was looking for there was Rashad Bateman, not Marquise Goodwin. Yes. Not not sure why my brain was going to the Seattle Seahawks <laughs> wide receiver, but I mean, clearly he's been in a situation too where he's bounced around a lot. Something Rashad Bateman, a 2021 first round pick, does not want to do. That tweet was deleted, right. but it is maybe 
pulling back the curtain on how players feel this organization has handled paying players and drafting players and doing right by the players. So we'll see if Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens are able to come to some sort of mutual agreement in the coming days. We are eight days away from free agency and the Baltimore Ravens have placed a non-exclusive franchise tag on quarterback Lamar Jackson. Jameson, we know you're busy. We appreciate the time. Thanks so much for joining us here on Canty and Carlin. Hey, thank you so much, Courtney and Nick. Have a great rest of your show. That is Jamison Hensley, ESPN Ravens reporter for NFL Nation. Coming up next, Lamar and Daniel Jones. Not the only quarterback news that we have on Franchise Tag Deadline Day. We're going to get the latest on Aaron Rodgers and what's going on with the New York Jets after Nick tells you this about champions. Courtney, get ready for a movie that's in a league of its own. The new comedy, Champions. Woody Harrelson stars as a hot-headed basketball coach who's in over his head when he's court-ordered to manage a team with intellectual disabilities and a whole lot of attitude. The movie is directed by Bobby Farrelly, a director of Dumb and Dumber, and there's something about Mary. So get ready to laugh at a comedy that's nothing but net. Champions, only in theaters Friday, rated PG-13, screenplay by Mark Rizzo, directed by Bobby Farrelly. Their options aren't great. The Jets are this, a very difficult situation to be in. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be a free agent. He will be an option if and when free agency begins, if they haven't made a decision. The Jets have remained zeroed in on Aaron Rodgers. That's been the case. He's been their primary option A. Jimmy G's a guy, not hard to manage, will be great in the locker room. The Jets were given some signal that they'd be best served waiting it out for Aaron Rodgers. Kenny and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Courtney Cronin, Nick Friedel, talking a little Aaron Rodgers. He got permission to meet with the New York Jets. Woody Johnson allowing his brass to borrow the private jet to fly to California to meet with Aaron Rodgers, a sit-down meeting that is apparently happening this afternoon. And it brings up a lot of questions, Nick, about what the future holds for Aaron Rodgers. He finally at least has emerged from the darkness and may soon be at the point of telling us where he's going to go next year, whether it's going to be to the New York Jets, whether it's going to be to retirement, whether it's going to be staying in Green Bay. But fortunately for the circus that is around Aaron Rodgers, it feels like we're somewhat close to a decision at this point. I mean, it's it's good news that we don't have no news to report, <laughs> that there actually is something here with Aaron Rodgers, and it's more than just him being out in Oregon at a darkness retreat. Oh, Courtney, I, I'd be lying to you if I told you I wasn't Aaron Rodgers out. <laughs> I am so sick and tired of listening to Aaron Rodgers may do this and he might not go back to Green Bay. And he Does this not remind you of covering the Kevin Durant saga oh, this past oh, summer oh, and how oh, many years oh. off your life that thing took? Oh, no. And then will Derrick Rose play again uh, for the Bulls back in the day? There, there are a lot of similarities there, but in this case, this is another example, as the Durant saga was over the summer for the Brooklyn Nets, This was self-inflicted. Aaron Rodgers could easily just say, hey, I want to come back to Green Bay or, you know, I want to play elsewhere, whether it's with the Jets or somebody else. But it seems like he just loves to keep his name in the mix and at the forefront of everybody's minds. What is interesting to me, and we've talked about it throughout the show, but Diana and Rob Domoski and Dan Graziano have been reporting throughout the day 
when the Jets brass, specifically Woody Johnson, gets on a private plane and flies to California, it leads you to believe that something could happen sooner than later. And if you're the Jets and you watch how much that offense struggled and how great your defense still appears to be heading into next season, you've got to feel like Aaron Rodgers can fix all that ails you. If you're taking these type of steps as an organization and your owner is going out there and saying, hey, come play for us, we've got your guy Nathaniel Hackett back in the fold, everything is lined up for you to take us to the promised land, this feels like the team, if he were going to leave, that he would leave for at this stage of his career. He's at least taking the steps to explore the option. And I know I put a lot of words there to talk about the potential for him leaving Green Bay and playing somewhere else. But he's not the only one that's been laying the groundwork for that. Last week at the Combine, Brian Gutekunst, the general manager for the Green Bay Packers, met with local media and kind of... Fan the flames a little bit. He said that Jordan Love, the backup quarterback who was drafted in 2020 and has played a handful of games, he's, quote, ready to start. So very clearly they're trying, Green Bay, to to get everything in place should Aaron Rodgers say, yes, please trade me to the New York Jets. And I feel like this is a common theme here between both sides, where Rodgers has not been entirely clear in his communication and the Green Bay Packers have hedged on certain things. But according to Adam Schefter, ESPN senior NFL insider who was on NFL Live moments ago, all signs are pointing to Jordan Love starting this season no matter where Aaron Rodgers decides to play. What I think is looking more and more clear is him playing quarterback for the Green Bay Packers in 2023, looks increasingly unlikely. Hmm. Jordan loves, Jordan Love looks more and more like he's going to be playing quarterback for the Green Bay Packers no matter what Aaron Rodgers decides. It seems to be and feels like it's moving in that direction. Whoa. So no matter what Aaron Rodgers decides, Jordan Love's going to be playing quarterback? I hear that, and my brain is going ka-ching, 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 ka-ching because of how much how much money guaranteed on that contract for Aaron Rodgers and how much he is owed this year, over $58 million for his bonus that he gets. It's up until the start of the regular season. The deal that he signed last year, it's an incredibly complex structure. I don't know why they did it this way, but it's a deal that includes a fully guaranteed $59.5 million this season at $58.3 million coming in the form of that option bonus. If he's there, you're going to be paying him all that money just to like do nothing and sit and be the backup to Jordan Love? Is that what you got from what Aaron Rodgers, from what uh, Adam Schefter was saying about Aaron Rodgers? I think that's what Adam is trying to convey, but I'll believe it when I see it, Courtney, because the thought that keep kept playing in my mind is... Uh, we were listening to that Adam soundbite is Brett Favre walking off the plane in Green Bay and waving at everybody thinking, I'm back, I'm back, I'm going to go out there and, and go dominate for the Packers again. And then the Packers said, no, we got this guy Aaron Rodgers. We think he's going to be all right. See you, Brett. And he ended up uh, <laughs> going for uh, uh, other places as well. So uh, there are still a lot of different questions 
to figure out here, but I think it is fascinating. You mentioned the Packers GM saying what he did last week at the Combine. Ozzie Newsom gets on Bernie Kosar's radio show yesterday and says, hey, we're probably going to tag Lamar. Well, guess what just happened? The messaging is important, and when organizations have been tied to players as long as, in Baltimore's case with Lamar, and in Green Bay's case, certainly with Aaron Rodgers, they want that public divorce to be easier if it's going to happen. The seeds have been planted in both cases in case it does. Maybe some foreshadowing going on that will soon come to a resolution between Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. All we know today, though, is that the Jets brass got on Woody Johnson's private jet and they headed west to go meet with Aaron Rodgers in California. That meeting taking place on Tuesday, a day that has been dominated by headlines surrounding quarterbacks in the NFL. We're going to continue to talk about quarterbacks here, but not of the veteran kind, the rookie kind, the ones that are going to be drafted in April. Todd McShay our ESPN NFL draft analyst has a new mock draft out and I'm not quite so sold on one fast riser up the board. I'll tell you who that is next here on Candy and Carlin ESPN radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Anthony Richardson, the quarterback from Florida, crushed it at the NFL Combine. An unbelievable workout on Saturday. A 4-4-3, 40-yard dash at 240 pounds, mind you. 40.5-inch vertical jump. Does any of that tell you that he can play quarterback at the next level? This is Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Nick Ferdell, as always, presented by Progressive Insurance. And that's a nice parlay into Todd McShay's latest mock draft, Nick, where we have three quarterbacks off the board by four. And it's not to teams that are currently slated in the draft order to be there. At four. Number one, the Colts are taking Bryce Young, quarterback from Alabama. That is a trade that they made in this mock with the Chicago Bears, who currently own the number one overall pick, the team that I cover for ESPN's NFL Nation. Do you think it's going to happen, Ms. Cronin? I do. And I actually do think that this is not a scenario that is all that far fetched, but I don't love what the Bears' haul is on this. And I'll tell you about that momentarily. 
Yes, I believe the Bears are trading the number one overall pick. Do I think it happens before free agency, like Ryan Poles, the general manager, was pontificating about last week? Eh, I'm not so sure. I think that teams are still trying to figure out where the veteran quarterbacks are going before figuring out if there's anybody worth trading up for. But at number two, McShay has the Houston Texans taking C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. And then at four, that's the next quarterback off the board. This is, again, via a mock trade with Chicago and Indy, who is currently at four, but they moved up to one. This would be the second trade for the Chicago Bears in the first round, where they would then jump to seven, where the Raiders currently are, and the Raiders at four would take Anthony Richardson from Florida. Now we know after Saturday's workout that Richardson is considered the second favorite behind Bryce Young to be picked first overall, according to Caesar Sportsbook. His odds plus 400, Bryce Young's minus 175. But in this mock draft, McShay has the quarterbacks going Young, Stroud, Richardson. Your take on this. Oh, man. I... Sat there and watched college football until my eyes were popping out of my head, Courtney, and I look at McShay's mock here, and I think, eh, is, is, there, is there one guy who I am certain of on this list being that franchise-changing quarterback heading into next season if they were to go play right away? No. No. And, and that's why... This seems like much more of a crapshoot than we're used to, especially with all these teams looking for quarterbacks and potentially a team like the Colts or a team like the Bears moving back. When you're trading your future to get one of these guys, we just watched the 49ers do it a couple years ago with Trey Lance, who you're just not completely sure on. I know, I know that that Bryce Young has, has had so many great moments with the Crimson Tide, but I still don't know for certain that if he were to get picked number one, that he would come into Indy in this case and just start rolling right away and make you feel like he is that savior that every one of these teams up top in the first round is looking for. Sports Center's airing a Todd McShay mock draft special 5 p.m. Eastern time over on ESPN2. You, you can, ESPN you can go check that out on the latest within McShay's mock. But I'm, I'm with you. I mean, we know about the durability concerns. We've seen it with Tua. We've seen it with Kyler Murray. And we saw on Saturday that Bryce Young clocked in 5'10 and 1 eighth inch, uh, 204 pounds. He was 197, I believe, at Alabama. So he was able to put on some weight. I don't know if that's going to change teams' perceptions of him and whether he's going to be able to last a full season to be able to see over his offensive line to not get hurt. But what's what's true here is of the four, including Will Levis from Kentucky, who McShay has going number nine overall to the Carolina Panthers. So no trade up for the Panthers. They they would stay there after missing out on Derek Carr. There's not that sure bet guy in this draft class. So I think if you are a team desperate enough to make a move for a quarterback, you're going to want to go in all in. For Bryce Young, how high can you get up the draft board? That's a difficult thing to maneuver, but the Colts at four, that's not that difficult. I I wonder what Houston's going to do. I mean, in this case, there are two notable things here within this mock draft. C.J. Stroud at two, and we did hear Nick Casario try to at least put some smoke screens out there of, no, like there's not just like one quarterback we're interested in. Like there's, there's several we could take and be very happy with our selection. And if that truly is C.J. Stroud from Ohio State, 
then maybe they're okay staying at two and not having to go buy their draft pick back, essentially. Thanks, Lovey. But- Thank you, Lovey, with the double bird on the way out beating the Indianapolis Colts uh, as he was getting fired. One of actually my favorite moment of the 2022 season in totality. But the other notable thing here, and this affects the team that I cover, the Bears. Number 12 overall is where the Texans are drafting again. Remember, they got that pick from Cleveland in the Deshaun Watson trade last year. Todd McShay has them taking Jalen Carter, the three technique from Georgia. And of course, that was the story that dominated the headlines in Indianapolis all week. Hell, it was all I reported on the entire week because of the arrest warrant that came moments before he was supposed to talk to us in Indianapolis. He goes and turns himself in on two misdemeanor charges for his involvement in a crash that took place in January, claiming the lives of a former teammate and recruiting staffer at the University of Georgia. By all accounts within this mock draft, it has all of that, potentially, the information that teams are now going to have time to vet and find out potentially more information. It has Jalen Carter going from potentially the number one overall pick to number 12 to the Houston Texans, which is a considerable fall, but not a fall that has him anywhere out of the first round. Because, you know, frankly, that's a slimy part of the NFL, that if you are good enough, if you are talented enough, sometimes no matter what you do, and if there is more that comes out of this, or if it is just two misdemeanor charges that certainly bring into the morality argument here, that Jalen Carter is a steal by, by, all stretch, by any stretch here for the Houston Texans to take it 12 overall. It just is another reminder, Courtney, that when you're coming this close up to the draft, and we we saw with Tunstall a few years ago, you you make that one misstep, and it can all come crashing down. But I'm right there with you as far as Houston is concerned. If you're able to push the moral part of this away, that is an incredible player. I mean, he is going to help a team that desperately needs it right away. The thing that I'm most interested in, and you live it every day covering the Bears, why are you so convinced at this point as we lead into what's coming in the first round here in a few weeks that this is going to happen and they're going to get whatever kind of haul that Ryan Poles wants them to? Well, I'm not convinced it's going to be the haul of all halls, but I am convinced it's going to be something that he can be confident about in his second season in Chicago, a a career legacy-altering move for Ryan Poles. I'm going to tell you what that move is next here on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. We're going to get back into the quarterback carousel that started spinning a little bit more today with Baltimore franchise tagging Lamar Jackson and Daniel Jones working out a long-term deal with the New York Giants. That's coming up next here on Candy and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. It's franchise tag deadline day in the NFL. The Baltimore Ravens placed the non-exclusive tag, $32.4 million tender on quarterback Lamar Jackson, meaning starting Monday, the legal tampering period, everybody's favorite day in the NFL ahead of free agency. He will be able to negotiate with other teams to see if they will match that offer sheet. He then has to take it back to the Baltimore Ravens to see if they will do the same. If not, he walks. They get two first-round picks. Everybody goes their separate ways. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Nick Friedel with you on this Tuesday afternoon presented by Progressive Insurance. But when it comes to Lamar, there are apparently some teams that are not going to be pursuing him. Maybe this is true. Maybe it's not. Remember, this is silly season. It's also called lying season, Nick, where teams put smoke screens out there to drive the price up, to drive the price down, what have you. But according to Field Yates, ESPN NFL insider, the following teams will not be pursuing Lamar Jackson. The Falcons, the Dolphins, the Panthers, the Commanders, the Raiders. So who's left? Who's the mystery team? I, yeah, like I keep thinking about it in my head. And of course, the one team that keeps like beeping in my brain is the San Francisco 49ers. Don't know who their quarterback's going to be this next year, but they don't have a first round pick to give. Who is it? Who, if, if all of this is true, who is the team that is, is who's going to be pursuing Lamar Jackson? Because he's going to have some market. I can't believe that one, two, three, four, five teams right here that were, were listed are not going to be in pursuit of Lamar Jackson. I think it's all BS. Well, Courtney, and this is the other part of why, if you're looking at it from the Ravens side, they must feel so confident, as Jameson Hensley told us a little while ago, that even if Lamar were to sign the offer sheet, that, that they'll just come in and match. But there's no way that the Ravens would let it get to this point unless they felt very sure that if they wanted to retain Lamar Jackson, they could. And if you're Lamar and you have stood your ground and stood your ground and stood your ground and now you're being essentially dared to go out and say, hey, go find your money elsewhere and we'll, let's see what happens. If that money doesn't appear and that money just is never at the level that he would have wanted it the guaranteed money at least then it feels like the Ravens may win this staring contest certainly feels like it's headed that way but I just can't see his market not being a relatively big one, a sizable one. I mean, the, when I saw that list and I saw the commanders on there as a team that's not going to pursue Lamar Jackson, I think about what their other options are. They're drafting, like, you know, high teens. That's not an, and they probably don't have the draft capital to move up from, I think it's 18 all the way to, you know, top two, top three to grab a quarterback. So are they just going to roll the dice with Sam Howell this year? That doesn't seem like something Eric Bieniemy wanted to walk into. But 
I I know that the Dolphins one is definitely picking up some steam. Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL insider, tweeting that the Dolphins are not going to be pursuing Lamar or any other quarterbacks this offseason. So you can go ahead and put the Tom Brady rumors to bed. Multiple team sources told him this, and as one source familiar with the situation said, quote, Mike McDaniel fully believes two was the perfect fit for his system. So Dolphins sound like a surefire one that it's not going to happen for Lamar Jackson. And the Atlanta Falcons, that one, a little surprising, but maybe it's a smokescreen, maybe it's not. We shall see. What we do know is that there are going to be teams in the mix for the number one overall pick that are not trying to get in on Lamar Jackson or any other veteran quarterback in the next week or so. And the Chicago Bears currently hold the number one overall pick. You and I were just going over Todd McShay's mock draft that was released today. He has four quarterbacks going in the top nine, three by four. Following me here, three by four. So number Mm -hmm. one overall is the Mm -hmm. Colts moving up from four to one. And then the Houston Texans stay where they are at number two. So go Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. And then the Las Vegas Raiders move from seven to four, which is the Colts' old spot. And they draft Anthony Richardson. Now, when I'm looking at all of this and I think, wow, the the trades that could get the Chicago Bears more than, you know, more than they know what to do with, that's a trade where you trade back twice. I think it's the perfect scenario. What they really need to look for, because I know Ryan Poles is putting out some feelers like, oh, I think I could get a 2025 first rounder. I would say not so fast, just based on what we've seen with, you know, with this quarterback group. There's not a surefire talent in there, and you saw maybe teams not wanting to make the same mistake that San Francisco did in giving up everything for Trey Lance. I think the perfect team for them to trade with, to go up to number one, is the Indianapolis Colts a direct scenario that McShay laid out in his mock draft because you get the number four overall pick, the number 35 overall pick, which this is a Bears team right now that drafts at one, and then they don't draft again until 54 in the second round. You need a high second round pick. Mm-hmm. This one, this haul also includes a 2023 fifth rounder and next year's 2024 first round pick. To me, this is the perfect haul, whether you do it again and try to move back for with Las Vegas the way that was played out in this scenario, or whether you stay here and that's what you get for the number one overall pick. To me, the smoking gun in all of this is that second round pick. I know that because it's it's a guarantee you're going to get a first round this year and a first round next year. But what can you do in the late first round, early second round? Because you don't want to be sitting until like early in the third round and day two because you're going to be missing up. A, you're going to be passing up a lot of very good players. Well, Courtney, you're absolutely right. And the other thing I would push in this type of Bears conversation is there was so much chatter, as you well know, right after they got that first pick and in the the last couple months, well, do they stick with Justin Fields or do they go in a different direction? We just walked through every possibility of quarterback. If you're Ryan Poles and the Bears, you've got to feel like you have the sure thing right now in the spot that you're in in that position. So, in that regard, this team has a lot of holes. Why not keep moving back, get as many picks as you can, and roll the dice in the draft that you can improve your team for the short and the long haul? That's going to be the goal of the Chicago Bears. They're hoping for an incredible haul. I just don't know if there's a prospect worth giving up heaven and earth for 
as we sometimes see teams do. We saw it when the Bears did it, when they went up to draft Justin Fields in 2021. One quarterback who's not going to be on the move is Daniel Jones. New York Giants quarterback worked out a long-term deal today. We discuss the latest happenings next. Kenny and Carlin. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.